You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Church family, uh, happy Friday. It's good to see that you've tuned in this morning. And um, again, I'm always excited to be here for the Missions Podcast. This morning is a very unique morning because I have the privilege of doing our first kind of call-in. We've got a partner uh, that I am so excited to speak with, uh, Raphael Peters. Uh, He's currently serving in Houston. uh, And I'm grateful to hear uh, how the Lord is using him in his ministry in Houston. So, Raphael, it's good to hear you on the podcast this morning. Yes, sir. It's good to be a part. Good stuff. Well, church family, if you'll bear with us this morning, this is our first time that we are doing like a call-in type of podcast. So we're really excited to see how it's going to turn out. And um, I hope that uh, the the audio works out well. If you have any um, suggestions or if the audio is hard for you, please let us know. And we'd love to make it better and better each time. Well, with the time that we're given, I would love to dive in just real quick. And, and Raph, if you could just share with the Carterville Church family, you know, hey, where, where are you guys at right now? How is the Lord using you and your family? Um, I know you got some, some big news about just new additions to the family, but how, how's he using you guys in Houston? Yeah, man, it's, it's been a fun journey. Uh, it's been eight months. We moved uh, in the middle of June and uh, from the moment that we got into the city, we started realizing the adjustments and uh, different things that were changing in our lives. So uh, in September, we had uh, two girls who were twins, Zoe mm-hmm. Simone and Aaliyah Marie. And uh, they've been so precious. We've loved on them so much, and they've been a joy to our family. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's caused us to, to really uh, not only see the uh, spiritual aspect of planting a church in the neighborhood, but also... Uh, the aspect of uh, spiritually leading our home and discipling our kids. So that's been fun with the added additions, the two infants at one yeah. time. Uh, so, yeah, so it's, it's been good, man. We uh, have been taking the slow journey uh, when it comes to church planning. As most of you know, uh, we're part of a two-year residency, and we've been uh, just kind of all in with the residency. Uh, so with our church, Sojourn Montrose, we're church planning residents. And we're also a part of a network of churches uh, that is doing a residency called Houston Church Planning Network. And mm. so it's been good to collaborate with other men and women who are in the city, loving the city, saturating it with the gospel. Love it. Love it. So, Raph, one thing that I just want to ask you about, because I think it's really, really valuable for our church family to kind of hear a little bit more about this. But you mentioned slow church planning. Um, and when we've talked about that, I really loved kind of your exploration of, you know, why is this quote unquote slow church planning very healthy? Can you unpack that a little bit? Yeah. So part of the reason is uh, the, the hope that we have and the hope that we've had um, before even moving to Houston is that we uh, would plan a church until Christ returns, that that mm. church would exist uh, until the Lord returns. And so with that, um, if you know anything about church planning, you know that there are a lot of guys like myself who are mm-hmm. very eager and excited and have a lot of uh, just desire to plant churches. And so they go and they try to uh, plant a church as quick as they can. Mm-hmm. And that's not always the, the most successful formula uh, mm-hmm. to have a church until Christ returns. So 
the the percentage is there's 90 percent of guys that just kind of parachute into a city and desire to church plant, go without any type of resources, any type of sending church, uh, any type of training. They go into these cities and they only last for three years or really little to three years or less mm-hmm. than three years and uh, end up coming back home. And so that was not our desire. We wanted to to see, uh, you know, Christ exalted and, and to see this neighborhood transformed. And uh, that happens in the long haul. It doesn't happen overnight. And so right. we wanted to take roots. You know, we, we really wanted to plant a church here uh, that would be here. So mm-hmm. that was a lot of the thinking and uh, just wisdom saying that, hey, slower is better. And mm-hmm. if you persevere, it's not the person who, you know, runs the race the fastest, uh, but it is the one who is able to endure and sometimes pacing yourself uh, is the best way to go about it. Great, great. Well, thanks thanks for kind of unpacking that. And I'll say I very much admire you and your family for having that, you know, long-term perspective, that long-term dedication to say, hey, you know, it, we're, we're biting at the bit to, to plant a church and to get there, but really we're taking the good steps, the healthy steps to say, no, like we're going to um, discover the culture of this place and integrate into it and build community. Um, And that's hard, but um, I I really admire you guys for doing that. So love that. I also recognize that, you know, when we think of, when we think of, you know, going somewhere else to church plant, I think sometimes we think of, you know, in order for culture to change, we have to go overseas. But I have the assumption that the culture in Houston, Texas is far different from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. So you guys are even making a big culture jump of learning new um you know, seeing the different sin patterns that are in Houston, um, seeing the different um, uniqueness and and the specialties that are in that place. And so I I imagine there's a lot of adjustment there as well. Oh, most definitely, man. With Houston being the most diverse city in America, Mm. it is truly a melting pot. And uh, yeah, diversity everywhere you go. Uh, The wild part, though, when we moved here, uh, we had that in mind, realizing that the culture was different and the diversity was rich. Uh, mm. Segregation as well is. Uh, mm. And so even though it's the most diverse city in America, uh, I would even argue to say that it's the most segregated city in America. And wow. so you feel those lines, those ethnic racial lines and even some tension. But it's not the type of tension uh, that you would experience in a Hattiesburg. Right. Uh-huh. Historically, we know uh, what the South is known for, but in Mm -hmm. Houston, you have a mixture of different things, uh, whether it be uh, foreign individuals who are here, Uh no current climate, just a lot of those different things that we've experienced that has brought about a lot of the change in culture and diversity. Wow. Wow. Well, I I didn't know that. And so that's that's awesome. I I appreciate you sharing that. And that's, um, I guess, one way that the body of Christ at Carterville can be in prayer, um, that the Lord will use you guys and and encourage you guys to speak really the truth of Scripture and the truth of the gospel into those settings and situations. So I'm, I'm grateful that you shared that. Um, so, Raph, I'm trying to think— uh, it, I guess the the next segue that we can go into just in this quick little time is how can 
the church members at Carterville, how can we support you guys well? How can we pray for you well? What are some specific areas in your life that we can be lifting up to the Lord and interceding on behalf for you guys? Yeah, so we live in the third ward, and uh, the third ward has historically been known uh, for its civil rights movement and uh, Mm. just different things happening there. But with gentrification and other things that are present uh, that we are having to navigate through, it's made uh, the planting process difficult because you have people in the neighborhood uh, who see other people that are coming in as a negative. And so for us, since we're moving in and we're transplants per se, um, it's taken a bit to try to build those deep relationships. Like mm, yeah. we love, we love the, the surface conversations, right? Where we talk about our favorite sports, our favorite colors, our favorite foods, but uh, mm. we want that bridge to happen where we're able to have gospel conversations. So God has mm. been just to the, to our neighbors, to our left and to our right. We've been able to do that. And there are some uh, few other relationships that we're seeing God to, uh, he's beginning to foster that is exciting. But my hope is that all of the 33,000 individuals that live in this neighborhood, that they come to know the Lord. And so I'm just crazy enough to pray uh, that the Lord (laughs) and that they would not only know uh, that uh, Jesus is Lord, but that they would submit to his lordship. So Mm -hmm. and that our presence and the presence of other faithful believers that are living here, uh, that they join in and uh, that we see this neighborhood saturated with the gospel. So that's that's one prayer. Uh, The next prayer is that uh, we persevere. That's the reason why we're mm. taking a long game. Um, so I know that in this season, it is easy for me to say that what I'm doing is not uh, enough and not valuable. Mm. Uh, the relationships that we're building, the training that we're getting in regards to planting a healthy church, um, the relationships that we're building, the networks that we're creating through other organizations, nonprofits that are present in this neighborhood, mm-hmm. those different things, all of those different conversations, all of those different ways that the Lord are using those individuals is important. So for us to just kind of realize that, hey, this is the season that the Lord has us in and it's good. And mm-hmm. um, we'll rejoice once the residency is over that we didn't rush through it. So pray for our family. Also with the girls and just the family aspect uh, yeah. that I desire is that my family is my first ministry. Uh, Mm. But the temptation temptation is to be so focused on the external things that are happening outside of the family uh, that, you know, there's no time there for discipleship. There's no time uh, for spiritual cultivation. There's no time Mm. for those gospel rhythms to take place. And so uh, we want to fight against that tension, but we realize and we are very much aware that that's a, a temptation and a reality and even a bent that I have at times to be so works driven, because like if you go uh, through the Enneagram, I'm a type seven. So, um, OK, a, a extrovert and really love, you know, building relationships. But I have to be careful that those relationships don't take away from the prize and joy of what the Lord has gifted me in through the family and being aware that the family is the model and the reflection of the kingdom of God. So our neighbors are going to know who God is because of our love for one another and also uh, because of our hospitality and our openness. And so we want to have opportunity and leave room for that. And so we've got to fight that. So those are just a few things that I can think of. Um, If I could give you some names of people to pray for that that yeah. we're beginning gospel conversations. I will. I'm just going to give you first names just for the sake Great. of it. Um, Mr. Al, Mr. JT, uh, Mrs. Jamie, Mrs. Mish, who is actually a Jehovah's Witness who came by. And we've had 
constant dialogues about the deity of Jesus, uh-huh. just hoping that uh, she comes to the faith, that she sees Jesus for who he really is. And then uh, uh, another connection that we have, where we're unsure of uh, if they believe in Jesus, but my mm-hmm. wife uh, has been connecting with her chiropractor, Dr. Gao. So those are just a few names specifically to be praying for, and we're hoping that the Lord does something through our relationships. Great. Great. Hey, good, good words. Great advice. You know, as you guys are faithful really to, to us, our church family here in Petal, um, how we can continue to remain faithful as well. So I'm grateful for that. Thank you for those names and for the ways that we can be praying. Um, and Raph, it is great to have you on the podcast. We look forward to being able to hear from you uh, in the upcoming uh, podcast as uh, we are able to call you again. Uh, church family, I have um, a challenge for you. Be in prayer. Um, be in prayer for the Peters family and for these names of the people that they are interacting with. And um, also process the words that we've talked about Um during this podcast, and um, because there's some awesome things that we can be taking uh, in response to this. So, Raph, it is great to hear your voice and to be on the podcast with you this morning. Um, And church family, I pray that as you guys go out today, that you will be focused on being missional, um, being obedient and faithful to God's call to you today. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.